You're back with Art Smitten on Sin Nation with Dana and Tom. Here in the studio right now, we have Marissa Karneski, who's here to talk about her fantastic new show, Dr. Karneski's Incredible Bleeding Woman. Welcome to the show, Marissa. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you very much for being here. Now, if we could start by asking you, what is your solo show about? Well, it's a solo version Mm. of a bigger show, which has Mm. seven women in it and one of those women is actually a baby it's an infant um, and um, I'm hoping that we'll bring the, the whole cast here next year we're, we're trying to kind of look at different ways to do that but the solo version is a very exciting version where I talk all about the show and I do some magic illusions and it's all about reinventing menstrual rituals mm. but it's done in a very tongue-in-cheek way so it, it's actually uh, something that I created uh, off the back of doing a doctorate mm. in the Middlesex University in the UK um, I was in the media and performing arts department, but I got really interested in anthropology and I got really interested in the idea that in traditional human cultures, um, women would synchronize menstrually and go off into seclusion. And I was looking at lots of things around women's activism and the rise of the women's movement and the fact that we're in the 100th anniversary from um, International Women's Day and looking at women in protest and, you know, amazing groups like Pussy Riot in Russia. And um, I came up with this show. I was also just really fascinated with horror films and the idea that um, menstrual blood and menstruation is a really unrepresented experience culturally, mm. and yet it's such a huge central experience of women. <laughs> of half <laughs> the population. Half the population. Yes. And there are so many interesting angles to come at this subject on. Um, so I put all the angles together and I came up with this performative lecture. So it starts off a bit like a TED talk mm-hmm. uh, where I'm talking about the mythology and the kind of lost figures or figures that might be under the radar in mythology and symbolism that we could be read as menstrual figures. Um, and I talk about human cultures where people do supposedly synchronize and the idea of the myth that women do synchronize and the studies that were done around that and the representation of menstruation in popular culture in movies like Carrie and things like that. Mm. I then move on to talk about this extraordinary experiment I did, and my character, I kind of personify a kind of version, my version of the archetypal Aunt Flo, but in this instance, (laughs) Aunt Flo is like a very bonkers witchy anthropology lecturer. That's my interpretation of Aunt Flo. So like many women have been represented in mythical times... In a way, um, um, I wouldn't say my my comedic character is a bit more like um, what's the name of Tabitha's mother in um, in that nineteen sixties? I think she's called Andor- Andorra. I'm more like Andorra. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Andorra yeah. from Bewitched. Oh <laughs> yes, 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 of course. That's, that's more the character. So I'm kind of like a batty old lady lecturer. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of. It's a personification of Aunt Flo is the idea. And Aunt okay. Flo is a pseudonym for, for, pseudonym mm-hmm. for getting your period. But mm-hmm. it's, it's thought of as this crazy old auntie in league with the moon sort of thing. So I play this crazy old auntie. She's giving you a lecture on the lost rites and rituals of menstruation and posing questions. And then I introduce this extraordinary experiment I did with some very talented cabaret artists in the UK 
to we created menstrually themed ritual cabaret acts but only on the dark of the moon and we went off into seclusion to a kind of tacky seaside town so the whole the whole thing is like a real feminist experiment yeah. do we synchronize but we do it in a kind of b movie style the whole thing is done in a funny way but it's deadly serious it's real research but it's done with a bit of a tongue in cheek style and nod to wider ideas in popular culture. So, so it's sort of a serious show delivered satirically. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> Are you? Yes. Yeah. Um, so we, we went to see if we synchronised, and I'll, I'll carry on in a minute, but yes. yes. Are you, in this show, both the solo one and the one that you've done as a group of seven, Yes. is there a motivation to educate behind it? Yes. So um, it's, it's a very educational show. It's real research. It's my doctoral research mm-hmm. um, delivered by this... Uh, character version of myself um and we i reveal my findings that is the premise of the show but what starts out as a kind of character comedy driven anthropology lecture (laughs) if you can imagine such a thing uh, then turns into a bit of a stage magic show and there's things like a soaring in half illusion and blood coming out of everything and then it turns into a, a, a very serious exploration of activism and women's activism and some of the important things that are going on around protest around reproductive rights uh recognizing you know body cyclicity and so it 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 has an arc an interesting Mm. arc as Mm. a piece of uh performance theater uh that goes from something very unreal to something very real and i'm playing with those tropes all the time so you you're you're never quite sure if i'm telling you uh proper research or mm. whether it's uh, kind of gone all a bit uh, crazy or whether I'm telling you a real story so that there's a part of uh, and in this version of the show I've brought we made these beautiful art house horror films made by this young filmmaker called Tom Cotty and um, we've we made these filmic versions of the other performers and I show these films with surreal performance gestures <laughs> uh, as I show them uh, with, with my lecture whereas if, if I had the cast, cast with me they would be doing these things live but it's yeah. um, it's a very exciting show um, and you still get to see all the crazy things we came up with in our attempt to reinvent menstrual rituals from a kind of a culty not a cult that's the wrong word but from a kind of feminist non-religious perspective so we're not we're not saying we're witches we're not saying we're christians jews buddhists hindus we're we're all from different backgrounds it's a completely diverse group i directed the show and came up with the conceit and then i put it out to these artists to come up with material in response to my brief and uh that's that's what we show in the show but um we reinvent menstrual rituals from a non- specific place from a, f- a feminist not even atheist we we don't identify with any yeah. um, dominant r- belief or non-belief system it's a it's a kind of personalized response to the idea of what would a menstrual ritual be for each of the individual women in that group if we were to reinvent them taking into account um the history or perhaps the history of menstruation as we can find it because oh, it's quite it. difficult to find because mm. it's uh, taboo mm. it's unrepresented it's the last taboo people often call it mm. and it's a very powerful thing because it is the last taboo and um 
why do we think it's so disgusting and terrible? This is the big question. Mm, it's a good question. And um, as you say, people tend to like um, work around this taboo by using like colloquialisms like Aunt Flo, you've mentioned. Um, ones I love are Aunt Irma, um, Falling to the Communists, um, High Tide, things like that. Tom, time of month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, things like that. So, um, yeah, do, do you work your way around that in the same way in your show or do you just go straight in there and directly well, refer to it? Um, I directly refer to it, but what's mm. really interesting about what you just said is, mm. so I worked with a really extraordinary group through uh, University College London who are the longest-running independent evening class in London. Uh, they're, they're based at UCL, but they, they're not part of the faculty uh, but they're called the Radical Anthropology Group. They're called RAG for short. And they're, ra- they're, they're radical anthropologists and professors and interesting activists. They're quite an activist-based group. And they've looked a lot at uh, the idea of... They're very left-wing and they're very interested in the idea of the origins of, of collective action and strike. Some of the theories they're looking at, particularly Professor Chris Knight and Dr. Camilla Power, they're looking at the origins of communal action strike may be menstrual. So their theories would suggest, uh, and I looked a lot at their theories for my thesis and for this show, that... um, You know, the origins of human culture and when the idea of strike was menstrually secluded women saying we will not have sex with you until you bring us meat Mm. and that in traditional human cultures that's how we came up with the idea of collective action and strike was groups of menstruating women Mm. collectivizing so it's a theory obviously uh, um, and a very interesting one so it could be that you know the basis of communism could be menstrual in fact Whoa. That's very fascinating. <laughs> we are talking with Marissa Karneski, who has got a show happening at the Butterfly Club from the 15th to the 18th of March, opening tomorrow, I believe. Yes, it's opening tomorrow. Um, it's called Do- Dr. Karneski's Incredible Bleeding Woman. It is a solo show. She is here from the UK. 